All right, we're back, and this is the time of the week that I, as I've said many times, I wait with bated breath. I cannot wait for this. Whether or not it doesn't matter if the Eagles go out and embarrass themselves on national television or not, I still look forward to talking to this guy every week. He is a 94WIP show producer and the host and co-creator of the Birds IQ podcast, which you can see in here on the edgeoffillysports.com. Mr. Kyle Quinn joins me. Kyle, good afternoon, and how are you today? Kyle, uh, ass kicking would be a mild term, uh, as I would put in what happened to us on Monday Night Football. And with that being said, Kyle, let's not mess around with it. Let's get right into it. What What did you see? What the hell happened, Kyle? Just a complete disaster all around. I mean, everything that could have possibly went wrong pretty much went wrong. I mean, Jalen Hurts was uh, – I talked last week about how the week before kind of looked like a 2020 Jalen Hurts game. Well, this week kind of looked like a 2020 Carson Wentz game. Um, Jalen Hurts was just, in a word, pitiful. He was not seeing open guys, and when there were open guys, he was just flat out missing them. Uh, Nick Sirianni, I don't even need to go off on him because we all know that he ran the ball only three times, which is historic. So he obviously had an awful day. And then, needless to say, the defense let up 41 points. I, I think we all knew that we were probably going to have to put up some points to contend with Dallas, but maybe not 41 points. It was uh, They couldn't stop the run to save their life. So just all around, a complete and total embarrassment. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, my take on this thing was, was, pretty, was pretty similar, I guess, to everybody else's. But the opening drive the Cowboys put together obviously was not very encouraging. It reminded me a lot of the opening drive against the Falcons. But, of course, in this case, the Cowboys scored a touchdown. And then the uh, three and out that, 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 you know, followed that. And then the Eagles were able to actually generate some sort of defense offense by getting that strip sack in the end zone. And then it just kind of went back and forth, Kyle. The offense just didn't seem to either get onto the field or couldn't get on the field because the defense wouldn't allow them to. Uh, it, it was very concerning. Coming out of the first quarter, I was very concerned that this game it was going to get out of control in the first half. Um, but I think I don't think I was alone in that. I think Nick Sirianni shared my sentiment. Would you would you not agree that he might have went into a little bit of a panic mode there in the second quarter? Obviously, we're not exactly equipped to uh, to go toe to toe and shoot out with teams like that. At least not in this stage of Sirianni's offensive installment. So, really, the way we were going to beat the Cowboys was by kind of slowing up, interrupting their tempo, and by doing that, you got to run the ball. I mean, it's that simple. You got to keep your defense off the field. Yep. Running the ball does that at least for just a couple minutes. Even if you run it three times, you go out. You still took up about two minutes off the clock. Um, so he, he needed to run the football. He didn't. And like you said, yeah, I think it looked like he was in a bit of a panic. Jalen Hurts looked like he himself was in a bit of a panic. And then it all just kind of it, we, we imploded from that point on. Yeah. And one of the and we'll get into this as we move through this show here today. But obviously, the lack of in-game adjustments on both sides of the ball uh, are starting to become um, somewhat glaring. Now, uh, Webster's Dictionary uh, defines the word trend as a general direction in which something is developing or changing. Uh, now, I, I, obviously, we can throw changing out because it doesn't seem to be that they're changing. But, Kyle, are you getting concerned uh, that on offense and defense, our coaches might be a little bit above or over their head? Well, there's definitely some, uh, uh, you know, uh, 
you'd be crazy if you didn't think that with how young and experienced they were. I think, you know, and not to make all these excuses for Nick Sirianni, it has been three games. His offense does not really have an identity yet. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure he's still kind of installing it with a lot of the players on the offense. And then, of course, there's sort of the chicken or the egg argument that I brought up kind of on my podcast on Thursday, where you don't know if Nick Sirianni's not opening up the playbook because. Jalen Hurts is is not good, or Jalen Hurts is not good because Nick Sirianni is not opening up the playbook. So, I mean, really, it's just a culmination of all of those things. Now, what about the ridiculous theory that Nick Sirianni is taking his cues from up top in the, in the management seat by saying, hey, I want you to throw the ball 60-sometimes a game and not run? Do you, do you believe any validity to that, uh, that claim, that conspiracy theory? put it that I think when they hired Nick Sirianni said hey we want to be our, our philosophy is that we throw the football to win what do you think and then of course they they hire him because he says yeah that's you know, that, that's my philosophy too I don't think there, you know that there's any week to week that hey, you start this guy you gotta start this guy you gotta run this play you gotta run that play I think Sirianni himself sort of extinguished that when he said that he doesn't even meet with um, Roseman or Laurie on a week to week basis like Doug Peterson did so um You know, Kyle, even with all that went down in the first half, uh, the fact that the NFL is such a such a close product and even the worst teams out there are somewhat in line to win games every week. Into the second half of that game, the Eagles were down 27 to 7. They came up and they scored a touchdown, made it 27 to 14. Then the defense got a stop. Kyle, do you remember this this kind of this sequence here? And they they got a three and out, forced Dallas into a punt situation. And Greg Ward comes completely free on the punt block. Kyle, I could have made this play. That's how that's how clean he was through the middle of this of this blocking formation. But then you saw you see in the in, in the kind of the highlight where it's oh, it's almost like he scared himself that he was that clean. He jumps up. He kind of contorts his body because maybe I don't know. Maybe he was afraid he was going to get hurt because he would get kicked in the face by the ball. I don't know. But he kind of like contorts and then sticks out his right hand to attempt to make the block. Kyle, Greg Ward makes that play. It's 27-21 potentially, and we might have a different game. Yeah, I, I get that. But look, there's probably like 20 different plays you could point to to where the game could have been an entirely different game. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, for a good portion of the game, they're only down 13 points, which in the NFL, when you have a whole quarter left, even more, which we had, that's, I mean, that's that's a game that's within reach. Now, the game just didn't really seem like it was within reach. No, like, never. <laughs> no. You were not losing the ball. Also, if you want to consider this, I mean, Dak Prescott 100,000% crossed the goal line. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just didn't get the <laughs> angle. Absolutely. So no, I agree. We definitely got away with one there. We got away with a couple others. You know, ultimately, we got smacked by 20 points anyway. So what does it matter? Yeah. Uh, now, before we kind of turn the page on Dallas and move on into this week against the, the, the game we really – the get well game, the game we really needed to be to be faced with, right, at this juncture of time in this season. But um, Devontae Smith, uh, you know – Aside from that first game in Atlanta, I don't know, Kyle. What, what do you t- what do you take on what Devontae's development in the league is so far? Well, I'll tell you what, because I, I went back and checked some of them. Unfortunately, I went back and checked some of the tape on the uh, Dallas game. I put my, myself through that suffering. Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith, they, they were both getting open a lot. I mean, 
Jalen Hurts was seeing them and hitting them. I mean, you know, I don't want to be the what if guy, but they, both of those guys had enough separation at the point where if we had a good quarterback that day, it could have been either of them could have had a hundred yard day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were out, they were dominating their guys out there, and both of them were getting pretty decent separation. Jalen Hurts was horrific. He was really, really bad, and that, that's a big part of why we didn't see too much from our wide receivers. Yeah, that that second interception where he was literally, I mean, I, his head never left Devontae Smith. His eyes never left. From the moment he got the ball and he was dropping back, he was fixated on that on that target. Uh, God, that that was that was that was bad. That that's that that's. I think well, that was like more of the, the second play coming out of, out of the half. So that was yeah, that was rough. It did, Kyle, and it frustrated me a lot. Now, with that being said, Kyle, was there anything encouraging that you saw in this game from the Eagles' standpoint? I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, he can drop the ball whenever he wants. Doesn't it seem like it? It, it really does. Uh, that's, that's, that's the actual only encouragement I I drug out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did. I mean, it's always good when you don't hear his name called, and that's obviously when an offensive lineman is doing his job, which is an interesting position that Andres finds himself in right now. Because one of the things that he was knocked on was his mental toughness. Obviously, he's answered the bell with this situation, and you're right. Uh, it is very encouraging to see that. Yep. Yep. It absolutely is. Now, I I know there's probably about a thousand things that were discouraging, but let's kind of like center it on the two most discouraging things you saw on Sunday or Monday. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just probably Nick Sirianni's vanilla offense. Yeah. And and Jalen Hurts like yeah. being really, really, really bad. Yeah. Those, those probably were two of the most discouraging things. <laughs> it didn't make you miss Carson Wentz, did it? No, Yeah, and uh, of course we'll we'll discuss that in a little bit here with as well with the Miami Dolphins. Yep. All right, Kyle. Uh, you know the NFL it, it's a it's a fire and forget league, and now we're moving on week four home. Uh, it should be a beautiful day down down to link tomorrow. Uh, almost like today, eighty degrees high, nice beautiful Sunday, sun drenched type of day. Eagles are going to rock their. Um, Green and whites, they're they're gonna roll that thing out again. I don't think they've worn anything other than that this season, which is uh, I don't know, I get kind of boring, but because you know I'm a big uniform type of guy, and uh, the Chiefs going with their white on white, nothing earth shattering about the uniform combination. Uh, Kyle, do you have a do you have a projected date of when we might go black on black? Are you looking at that Tampa game on Thursday night next week? I'm wondering when they're gonna do the uh, the uh, Frankfurt Yellow Jackets thing again. Wasn't that only during like the 50th year thing? <laughs> 75th year or whatever it was? Yeah. Oh, God, those were ugly, man. Ugh. All right. Uh, so we talked about the injury report. Let's get into this a little bit with the Eagles. Uh, obviously, uh, along with really bad play on Monday night, we also did suffer another uh, another player went down for the season, Isaac Sayamalo, uh, with a broken foot, a Liz Frank injury. Uh, 
Kyle, you know, now he is the he's the third to come off that line right now in injury. Obviously, he's the first all, you know, we're not going to get him back for the rest of the season. Brandon Brooks and Jordan Malata will return at some point. What does this injury do to the Eagle offensive line? We talked about this in the preseason about how this team is kind of predicated around their O-line and D-line. Now they're starting to go. What What is this doing to the Eagles? Well, we're headed towards our fourth offensive line combination in four games. Here we go. <laughs> Same exact trend that it was last season. We know exactly how last season went. And a big part of the reason why I thought this team was going to surprise people was because of the, the trenches. I mean, we, now we lost Brandon Graham. And you lose my lot for a little bit. You lose Brandon Brooks for a little bit. And now you lose Isaac Samalu, who's having a good season. I mean, I don't know how much more this thing can take, to be completely honest with you, because these guys need to get games uh, next to each other. And Jalen Hurts needs to get games and reps behind the same the same guys. He needs to be able to trust these guys. I mean, a lot, how many times during the Cowboys game do you see him break clean pockets? Probably just because he's not trusting us. I mean, Miles Sanders absolutely drilled a dude in the end zone. And Jalen Hurts broke the pocket for, yep. for no good reason. So he, he needs to be able to trust the guys that are in front of him. And he's not going to be able to do that when you've got four different combinations out there in four weeks. No, and you're absolutely right. And we are on we are we are on pace to break our own record uh, that we set last year. But now the theory that I've heard kind of floated this week was we're, we're I've never in my years we just can't seem to let the preseason go this year. But it has been such a hot topic; it's still being talked about. Again, the whole they didn't play during the preseason. I don't think any of these injuries that any of them have suffered has any correlation to preseason reps at the correlation that uh, Jalen Hurts is not comfortable with these guys, doesn't trust these guys, doesn't know that correlates, but the injuries to me does not correlate to, to lack of preseason reps. Kyle, what about, what do you think? Uh, I would agree with you. And you know what? I don't think we're going to find out. I mean, we're about to eliminate another preseason game. I don't know how much yeah. likely guys are going to be to, to play their starters in preseason games down the line. And when they have 18 regular season games, they got to get ready for. So I, I mean, this is probably the, the product that we're just going to have to continue to live with. Absolutely. And the projected offensive line this week will be Andre Dillard, Nate Herbig, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, and Lane Johnson. Uh, Landon Dickerson, not impressive through through two weeks. Kyle Quinn, is it is it rookie jitters? I think this kid can play, and I think he's going to be fine. But what do you think about Landon? Yeah, I mean, it's just lack of, lack of time. Yeah. As for the injury report for the Eagles this week, uh, Jordan Malata is being kept out yet another week because of that knee injury. Rodney McLeod is going to be seeing some back in the back in game action since uh, tearing his ACL about nine and a half months ago. Does Rodney McLeod's presence on the defense change anything? Does it help them? I, it obviously helps them, but does it change anything for this defense? And Jonathan, again. Like they have been uh, in a couple weeks past. So uh, I think that's where we'll see uh, McLeod's 
<laughs> or we're going to see McLeod making a lot of tackles either way, I guess. <laughs> yes. Listen, I, I've always, even during the darkest days of Doug, and even during the darkest days of Chip, their run defense up the middle was always stout. And that is what's disturbing me is that there's not even any kind of trickery involved. No one's trying to gain the edges. They're just running right up the field on them. And that is concerning, Kyle. It's really concerning. It is, yeah. And it was, you know, we sort of lived the first couple of weeks when we were keeping everything in front of us. But the Cowboys were gashing it deep, too. So, I mean, there was, there was nothing good to take away as far as defensive performance. No. And on the KC side, uh, Rashard Fenton is out uh, with a concussion. He's in protocol. As you mentioned, Frank Clark has now been ruled out. You said he, that that is uh, okay. He's dealing with that hamstring, and uh, Ward, the cornerback, is also uh, questionable with a quad injury. Uh, you know, Kansas City comes in here not not what the thirty first ranked defense in the NFL. That is obviously not their strong suit. But when you're one and two, and you're appeared in the last two Super Bowls. Listen, they're going to do what they got to do to try to get a, get a win out of out of this game tomorrow. It may not be pretty, but uh, as I told you, I don't think this is the game at all that the Eagles needed right now on their schedule at all. Well, uh, I mean, the, the cards are definitely not stacked in our favor. I mean, it does not help Kansas City in sort of desperation mode for a win this early in the season, and 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 they have the weapons to just be able to beat you in almost any way. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Kyle. Let's move on. Because they're going to have to play the game, Kyle. And what do you think is going to happen down there tomorrow? What do you? How do you see this thing playing out? Oh, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to be good. But I, I will say this: Kansas City, for as good as they are, as good as they have been in the past few years, they don't really ever blow teams out. Um, a lot of the teams they play always kind of hang around in the game, and then you know it doesn't really ever seem winnable, just because Patrick Mahomes on the other side and they can put up fourteen and blink of an eye, but uh, I think there's a very real possibility that there there are some moments in this game where it seems like we can sort of keep it close and and, uh, and you know maybe try and win it, but I think ultimately we're just we're, we're not going to be good enough. It's kind of the same thing with Dallas. We're just not equipped to win a shootout against Kansas City right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. It's funny that you know every, the people that I've spoken to and the people that I've listened to and, and even myself. It's almost like I'm, I'm fooling myself into being that this game is going to be a competitive game. It's not when no, I'm not even concerned. They're not going to win, and that's it's straight up. I don't think they're going to win. But now I'm I try to fool myself into a competitive game and try to kind of think myself into that. Uh, well, well, look, I, I think for as bad as Monday was, I, I I find it very hard to believe that that's going to be the product that we see week to week all season. I, I mean, I just. I have a strong feeling that that's kind of going to be rock bottom and they're going to pick themselves up a little bit. I mean, it might not look very pretty this week against Kansas City, but I have a feeling that we will hopefully be seeing too many 20-point smackdowns too much this season. I don't know, Kyle, because I remember coming out of the 49er game and we talked about this last week, and I don't, no one of us envisioned that type of performance, but um, coming out of the 49er game, I we had concerns about Nick Sirianni and his offense. And it looked like they were less prepared for the Cowboy game than they were for the 49er game. Yeah, right. But it's not going to be just, you know, a snapper finger and you fix it the, the very next week. I think this is going to be a product that takes some time. I mean, I, I don't want to compare this team to the Dolphins from a few years ago. Actually, the Dolphins team that ended up beating us that 14-point comeback. But awesome that team game. started off the season like 0-6 or 0-7. I mean, they were god-awful. And that was the very beginning of Brian Forbes' tenure. 
Yeah. I mean, Miami was just, they, they were a complete embarrassment, but they, you know, they, they kind of got it together. They started figuring out what their identity was as a team. They rattled off a few wins at the end of the season, and they felt good going into the next year. They, I mean, they were pretty close to making the playoffs, but they had a pretty good run the season before. So I, I, little things like that, I, I think they're going to take a little bit of time. All right, Kyle. So if there is, and of course, any given Sunday, it could go the Eagles' way. If it is to go the Eagles' way tomorrow, what are your three keys to Bird's victory? Well, first, and I think this is kind of similar with the Dallas game, too, is Kansas City has just so many weapons that they, you want to keep their offense off the field. So I think we're going to see a, uh, a pretty big overcorrection here from last week, and I think we're going to run the ball a lot. And I, I do think that's the correct move because you need to control the tempo of this game, and you need to find a way to keep it as low scoring as possible. Running the ball is going to do that. Now, the other thing is uh, Patrick Mahomes has kind of had an uncharacteristic September. He's not, not really been his usual self in that he's been turning the ball over. I think this is actually the first season of his career that he actually turned the ball over at all right. in September. So the Eagles should be able to, you know, or hopefully take advantage of um, Patrick Mahomes kind of may, maybe giving you one away or get a fumble from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's been having issues with that. So they, they're definitely going to need to get a turnover. So that's, uh, that, that's key number two. And I mean, I, I don't mean to be, uh, I don't mean to cop out on here, but number three is, is honestly just hope that they have an off game. The first two things are paramount. And then, yeah, you really just kind of have to hope that they're still not. Maybe a bad team breakfast on Sunday morning at the hotel or something like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time finding the, the keys to victory as well, and I'm going to go very baseline and blah and vanilla. They just Nick Sirianni's got to figure himself out tomorrow. I mean, we I can't we can't do this anymore. He can't panic in the second quarter. Uh, he's going to, whatever his game plan is, he's going to have to stick with it. I believe you're right though. I think he's going to overcorrect so much that he's going to have to be explaining why he only threw the ball three times. Uh, you know what I mean? But, uh, Boston Scott, I believe also might be the wild card tomorrow. I think he might get his hands on some, some balls tomorrow because of that overcorrection. Uh, and on the other side of the ball, indeed, they just gotta, they gotta do something. They gotta create, create to create, do something, step out of the norm. Uh, Jonathan Gannon has not impressed me at all. His defense has not impressed me at all. It's it's just there, uh, and he's got to do something. They got to they got to mix it up. Blitz, <laughs> how to blitz? Do something. Yeah, uh, you I know. Yeah. No, it's been literally what it's. The, and you know the funny thing about it, the best about about what the Eagle defense, it, the embarrassment it was, was Dak Prescott audibly at the line of scrimmage. When when the when he was seeing the defense, and then that was it. Gannon just no no counter move to that. It yeah, was just yeah. what it was. Yep. Pathetic. Like, okay, yeah. Uh, so again, I, I don't know what he what he has to do. Uh, maybe empower somebody out there in the field to make that call. I don't know, but something, man, something for the defense. And, and you mentioned it, um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to have to play. Like he knows what he's doing in this league, and maybe they were right. Maybe they were. That's the reason why uh, they didn't name him the starter until almost week one. And maybe they're not sold on him. And that's the, maybe the reason why the Sean Watson nonsense has popped back up again this week. But Jalen Hurts has got to be a quarterback, and not an athlete, Kyle. He needs to be a quarterback this week. Don't you agree? Uh, I, I do agree. I think he's going to have to take what the defense gives him because the Chiefs' defense is going to give you something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he, if we can take advantage of the Chiefs' defense, then. 
All right, Kyle, give me your prediction and score. Uh, you're giving me a prediction. Give me your score. Yeah, well, I, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's going to be really good. I think it'll probably seem a little close until the end. So I think it's probably somewhere around like 34 to 20, something like that. Are we talking garbage points too? Is that 20 like a garbage point thing as well? I think it might actually kind of be more like 27 to 20, and then Kansas City puts it away. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Now, Kyle. By the way, I didn't mention this, but we're both one and two so far this year in our yeah. in our predicting. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with the, the yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. I'm going to go ahead with the Chiefs as well. I don't think it's going to be. I think this thing goes from worse to worse, <laughs> or bad to worse, whatever. And I, I think they lose fifty six to ten. I, I think this is a complete oh embarrassment. I think the fans. I think you start seeing debris coming out of the stands. Uh, it, it this this is going to get bad. And Kyle. You know, with the Panthers and the Buccaneers looming in the very, very distant or very near future, I I don't remember the last time the Eagles made an in-season coaching change other than, obviously, at the end of the year with Chip Kelly. I don't know, Kyle. I'm just saying it's going to be a topic. Kyle. Oh, okay. So was benching Carson Wentz and firing Doug Peterson last year. I'm just telling you, if things continue to get – I'm not saying if they hang in there and lose 27-24 and then they play the Panthers tight and eke out one you – know, get a win somewhere in there. I'm saying if he continues to look this hapless, if this thing continues to – Oh, you heard it here first. I'm going to replay this. You heard it here first. All right. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, 56-10, I don't like this game at, at all for the Eagles right now. Yeah, well, you know, he is. He used to be a chief. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Is Sean McCoy going to move the team at halftime? I mean, he is fast. Well, well, yeah, would he would he be allowed to go fire them up in a locker room? I don't know. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Yeah, like on the sidelines, like in their face. <laughs> um, give me your MVP tomorrow. Who, who, who stands out for you tomorrow, tomorrow's game? Yes, it is time for October Mahomes when it really matters. And I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes as well. I think he carves the Eagles defense up. I really do. It better not be Singleton. It better not be him. Yeah. Uh, and listen, I remember watching that game on Monday night and wondering what Alex Singleton's doing on the field. I mean, it was almost Nate Geary like, honestly. Yeah. Season. He was kind of a standout in, a, in just what was a, a pile of you know what. Yeah. And uh, I never really thought that he was going to be like an, an elite uh, like defensive linebacker. At least, yeah. He was always kind of just a special teams contributor to me. Uh, I mean, look, uh, I always said that you could get away with not having legit linebackers, but they need to at least be able to tackle for God's sake to be able to tackle or cover one or the other. If you can cover, that's fine. But if you can't cover, you better be able to tackle. You're absolutely right. And ours can't do either one. Nope. So, 
All right. All right, Kyle. Again, this brings me to my my question of the week. I spend a lot of time on these, Kyle. I literally lock my way myself away in a room. And my girlfriend's banging on the door. What are you doing in there? And all that nonsense. And I do that for you, Kyle. I I, I do I give you that type of dedication. So I know you do. Are you, are you ready for this? You know what? I don't want to lay you down. So there okay. you go. <laughs> give me. I, I'm sure you won't. All right, Kyle Quinn. When this thing does get sorted out. What, in your opinion, is the best version of the Eagles' offense based on what we've seen so far? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, what is the Eagle offense? Is it a is it an offense that relies upon Jalen Hurts to make RPO decisions? Like Nick Sirianni basically threw him under the bus and said he what checked out of half the plays. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I see what you're saying. I, I, I kind of do think it needs to be. I mean, sort of at, at least in that direction. I mean, look, let's let's all face it. The way they're going to win with Jalen Hurts is by utilizing his money ability. And uh, the best way to do that is by, you know, using him along with the two other good running backs that we have, Sanders and Gainwell. And, and I mean, they, they need to be creative with that. Uh, I think the best version of the Eagles offense is one that controls the clock and keeps their 